What's going on, YouTube Nights? Welcome to Lords of Longbox presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week of the week ending uh, or the week of December sixteenth. Uh, shout out to everybody who was able to join us as I pinned in the live comment. Please, no Spider Man um, uh, spoilers. I'm going to see it at right after this show at seven thirty. So please, no spoilers, or you will get booted out and never be able to return at all. Okay, so just. Uh, be courteous to your fellow geeks, man. That's I mean, right. A lot of us kind of know what's happening, but it's still cool to see it unravel before your eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because this is probably the biggest movie of 2021, to say the least. Um, since it's almost Friday, it's dealer's choice. And how about some freestyle music for Freestyle Friday? Let's get right to it while you guys are con game, boys and girls. Apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes. When this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. 
you. I point the camera at you like her Brits. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. I always love it when he drops the lines, baby. I actually watched the interview the other day. Hilarious. Uh, that's right. Well, I figure Freestyle Friday got freestyle music and then freestyle raps. Uh, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Well, I also want a special sh- uh, shout out to my man, Gabe's Love 90s Comics, has officially become a moderator for welcome, the Lords welcome, and is officially welcome. part of the Lords family. Uh, he's trying to get, I was trying to get him on the show today, but uh, man, we were. I'm just pressed for time. But welcome, Gabe's Love's kind, 90s Comics, to the Lords family. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. What's good, Dark Side Jedi? What's he got to do? Like, what's the hazing? He's got to run through the quad naked or something man? i mean how's that work anyway welcome uh, aboard gabe you gotta be a cool dude and, <laughs> yeah, and i know cool him personally dude. so uh gabe is a very knowledgeable cat and uh, and i'm pretty sure he'll use the wrench remember gabe with great power comes great responsibility right. great responsibility well Speaking welcome of which, to thursday nights everybody it's thursday night my favorite night of the week we got a great list tonight um damn people might actually get more than one maybe Good chance for two. Good chance for two. Right, so. right, JB? So good. What's Fine. good to the people, JB? What's good, everybody? Welcome to the show. You know what's hit, what night it is. It's Thursday night. It's the Shaker Show. And wait till you hear some of the backstories on these books. That's what makes this show better than anything else on YouTube. Just wait till you hear some of the backstories on this books. Fantastic show tonight. Welcome aboard. Everyone, give us a thumbs up if you haven't already. If you're not subbed to the channel, what are you doing already? Come on. Yeah. And back from our man from Amsterdam, Jack. Say what's up. Oh, yeah. Happy to be back, man. Uh, Big weekend. As you mentioned, Spider-Man weekend. You got to love when the energy in the comics community is is kind of full force in front of a weekend like this. So going to be a big one. Yes. Once again, to all the wrenches in the live chat, if you see anybody put a spoiler put them on timeout, boot them out. Nobody wants to spoil it. We kind of know what's going to happen, but hey, we're still going to watch it. I am watching it in exactly in an hour and 20 minutes, so uh, <laughs> we should get right to it, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not, I'll be seeing it at least two or three times this weekend uh, with uh, different groups of people. So it's one of those things that brings everybody together. Finally, you can see some and, you know, kind of, and it's two hours and 30 minutes. So I was like, man, do I want to see it at 930 tonight? I was like, you know, it's 730. Sounds like a good time, good crowd. You got to see it opening day. This show is sponsored by our friends over at uh, CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com for all your price, price guides, collections, and trends, all for the low price monthly of, you got it, a McRib. Yeah, baby. This show is also sponsored by our friends at uh, KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Also, our show sponsored by the Geeky Swag. I, I bring this up because it's getting cold out there. Get yourself a Lord's of the Longbox hoodie. Uh, you can get the zip up or the pullover uh, and some t-shirts. If you're still down with that, use discount code LOTLB. Save yourself some Skrilla. Um, there is, uh, this for some reason, December seems to be a slow month for variants. Uh, this is, you know, was one of the variants that was dropped uh, earlier this week. Uh, but... Right now, there's a Venom appreciation variant from Mike Mayhew, limited time offer from December 17th to December 31st. You get that, uh, that's like a Pumon kind yeah. of variant thing, right? That's if spend over $50 at Karis Comics and add this item to your cart and get it for free. So uh, remember how some of these uh, were really kind of selling out the first time they were doing it. So uh, there you go. So Merry Christmas from the, the Karis Comics crew. Uh, so special uh, Venom appreciation variant uh, from December 17th to December 31st. Uh, spend $50 more and you're going to get this bad boy, uh, Chichilizar or whatever his name is. What is that weird dragon? Charizard or some shit. Yeah, 
Chizard or whatever, man. But anyway, let's get right to it, boys and girls. Where are my notes? All right, this comes this this comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales. Found out their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times every day, so make sure you check it out every day. Review some of the hottest trending books on the market, and yes. We will go and see what's shaking today, but we picked out 10 out of the 50 over the last few uh, week to see what kind of jumps out at you. Let's start it off with number one. What do we got for, did we, I think Jack's going first, right? Jack yeah, I'm going to lead it off here. We're talking about a classic bone number one from oh, cartoon yeah. books in 1991. The first appearance of bone is back on our shakers list this week with two massive new records. The first, a 9.2 beat out the same record in grade the last time it appeared on our list six months ago in June. With that June sale, CGC 9.2 went for a record $3,840, and now it's up 62% with a sale of $5,640. The second is a 9.6, which smashed the former high of $2,500 back in September of 2020 with this week's new high of $7,500. What a week for Bone. The first print of Bone Number 1 is scarce to come across, especially for a relatively modern book. The print run was only 2,000, and there are just 321 universal copies graded on the CGC census. It's tough to say where the top is for this book, but clearly it's still trending up as demand exceeds the very limited supply. Think about that for a second. Think about 1991 with a print run of only 2000 and yeah. arguably 1991 was the height of just, you know, <laughs> mega, prints, mega yeah. print runs, <clears throat> million dollar yeah. print run or million uh, copy print runs. Yeah. And this has had a cult following for a, a, a long time and damn near impossible to find. Uh, uh, but if you look in the boneyard, well, perhaps like three years, you see this pop up again. Yeah. You know, and it just keeps going up every time I see it pop up. Bone out, yeah. Uh, that's uh, also hey man, shout out to everybody I play poker with at uh, Comics, Tunes, and Toys over the weekend. A bunch of comic book collectors, we all got together. We played a Texas No Limit Hold'em tourney, about 11 of us. Everybody bought a hundred dollar value book, and the winner went home with 11 books. It was awesome. We'll probably be doing it again in January. Uh, so shout out to the winner. I hadn't played poker in about four or five years. So at least I wasn't the first one out. I was like the seventh. I was like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I made it like, you know, three people had, you know, went out before me, but I went out on a really bad draw. I, I got beat on the river and it was nasty. I, I'm mm. still bitter about it. But anyway, what are you, bone issue number one from, um, cartoon books. What did you have a three eighth flop? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, there was one hand oh where God. three aces flop well, oh on the God. river. Oh, on the river, river three aces. Wow. That is the scariest flop you will ever see because nobody wants to bet it, right? Because oh <laughs> even if you're holding an ace, you're like, how do I slow play this? Anybody who bets are going to be like, man, you got an ace, right? So it was an interesting hand to play out. But uh, all right, bone. We go from bone issue number one to something that is incredibly rare for something that's relatively new. What do we got for number two? This is awesome. The Daily Bugle Special Edition Newspaper, limited to 3,000 copies, just distributed by Sony Pictures. Now, the new Spider-Man movie No Way Home hit theaters this weekend. Marvel's Sony isn't lacking in the creativity department, releasing a limited edition Daily Bugle newspaper to coincide with the film's release. This ingenious bit of marketing is pretty cool, considering all the information directly tied to the film. 
there's one small spoilery detail that will easily be overlooked, but could have major ramifications for the MCU down the road. You know, distributed through a pop-up newsstand, some New York City residents got quite a treat. Those who are lucky enough to scoop up one might be surprised to know that it's a huge hit on the secondary market. Prices for this rarity continue to rise and show no signs of slowing down, with bidding frenzies pushing it to a high of $200. It's a promotional publication distributed by Sony Pictures Marketing with Liberty Mutual Insurance that appeals to a wide range of fans not limited to comic collectors, making it a unique Spidey collectible that cannot be overlooked. It's a newspaper. Oh, wow. This has got to be a first, really man. That is that is awesome. That is pretty that is yeah. pretty awesome, man. Um and Thank only in New York City, you. obviously, because it takes, you know, obviously Spider-Man is a uh, very New York centric, but how cool is that? There was just a little pop-up cool. newsstand. I wonder what the if they were just handing them out if they were free. I mean, if you know, they, if anything, they probably didn't cost much. I mean, for the average person who probably saw it, they probably just like, meh, no big. I wonder if there that. was like a newsstand callboy or whatever, you know, whatever. Hey, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, come extra, get the, extra, yeah, yeah. Extra, yeah, yeah. Just handing these things out on the corner, that is so cool. Nowadays, kids are like, "What's a newspaper?" For <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go away. I'll take you back into a time machine, way back for the internet, kids, boys, and girls, to find out when a movie started. We had to look in a newspaper, right? Newspapers that was one of my... are the things your grandma wraps her china in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, you know, and what what else would be great? I mean, besides the Daily Bugle, if they did a Daily Planet for uh, Superman, because yeah, you think about DC and Marvel, those are the two major like uh, newspaper publications. Mm -hmm. But how cool is that, man? So, if you guys see this out in the wild somewhere, man, snatch it up because uh, if the movie is doing gangbusters as it's supposed to do, this could be a collector's item way down the road, man. Who knows? Maybe even CGC like you know what? We'll slab it. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so uh, we go. We go to a bone to a newspaper to, you know, we got to have a horror book on the shakers list. What do we got for number three? Yeah, baby. We love horror. And this is Eerie number 12 from Avon series from good old 1953. Eerie 12 is the first comic book adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, horror novel released in 1953. This is a pre-comic uh, book authority by Avon series. This issue is also the first full-length story found in Eerie Comics. Instead of several short stories, Eerie 12 is the first full-length issue. It follows the tale of Count Dracula, who buys a house in England with the help of real estate agent Jonathan Harker, who has no idea he has a vampire living off the blood of unsuspecting victims. This comic rarely comes up for sale, so it was a surprise when a CGC 5.5 hit the market last week and fetched a tidy sum of $840. Gouging fair market value is next to, or I'm sorry, gauging, gauging. Fair, market uh, fair market value is next to impossible as a previous documented sale at a 5.5 was from 2013 and it was for 120 bucks. A raw, very good minus sold six months ago for $265, and a low-grade raw recently sold for $300. Across the board, pre-code horror books have seen a nice market resurgence of interest, and likely prices will continue to trend upwards. Call um, me crazy, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to this is this is a – do you – the – um. Batman, it's the cover with um, Two-Face on the cover. 
that swipes this cover. If you if you recognize that, yeah, I forget what the issue is. I have it right is. behind me. Yeah, no, the one that uh, Neil Adams did a, a yeah, cover. Yeah, the Neil Adams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and to me, five point eight hundred forty bucks seems man. Like a steal that seems to me. really like a steal. Yeah, I totally and, agree. especially for a first Dracula. Yeah, and I want. I don't know if you guys are. I'm a big fan of the uh, movie that came out in I think the 90s or 2000s, uh, based on uh, um, and um, it was, I think uh, Keanu Reeves was in it. Um, that version of Batman, Bram Stoker's uh, Batman. I really thought that was good. Um, if you guys remember, I mean, it, it, it's. I remember as a kid watching Dracula movies, and I used to be scared of shit because remember they would always be on a carriage on a hurry to get somewhere before it got dark, right? And you'd always say, why didn't you guys leave earlier? Why are you leaving right when it, at sunlight? You know, it's like, you know, those old Dracula starts, movies. you know, yeah, coming up. The fog starts, starts rolling, rolling in. Yeah, yeah. But, but Bram Stoker's Dracula, the film, it is really great. I think it's, it's totally underrated. Um, God damn, who played him? Um, he was a inspect- he was a Commissioner Gordon in Batman. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Help me out Good old, here. what's his uh, name? Good old, yeah. Oldman, guy. Gary oh, yeah. Oldman. Gary, oh, Gary Oldman, yeah, Gary Oldman played Dracula in that film, uh, and it's it's fantastic. I even like the other one, the new the newest one that came out that showed like the the origins of Vlad the Impaler, of like how he became to be Dracula when uh, Universal tried to build their cinematic monster universe. I think that's a great Dracula film too. Uh, those two to me stand out, uh, you know, for there. But Eerie number twelve from nineteen fifty three. It's five point five for eight hundred forty bucks. That's a steal to me. I'm sorry, man, but right. we go to uh, from Dracula to a hellish boy. That's right. We're looking at Hellboy: The Fury Number Three, the Mike Mignola version variant from Dark Horse in 2011. And those of you who aren't diehard Hellboy fans, this was a huge deal for the character back in 2011. This specific issue was the culmination of 18 years of Hellboy stories, concluding with this issue's brutal, physical and emotional battle between Hellboy and the dragon Nimue, where Hellboy's heart is ripped from his chest and his time on Earth ends. This was a shock to fans, and the issue immediately sold out everywhere. Collectors had difficulty finding this regular issue, let alone this actual ghost of a variant. The scarcity surrounding this was explicitly due to Dark Hawks or Dark 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 Horse's strict criteria to qualify for a copy. To receive one of these virgin covers, retailers needed to match or exceed their order for Hellboy the Fury number one with a minimum of 20 copies. So those who only ordered 19 copies of the first issue, sorry, nope, they didn't get one. Keep in mind that very few knew that Hellboy was getting killed off in this issue, and in 2011, retailers were having a hard enough time moving big books like Amazing Spider-Man, which had its lowest print runs during that year. Um, With that said, very few stores were committing to more than a few copies of Hellboy, let alone 20-plus, and this is why Hellboy the Fury number 3, the Virgin variant, is one of the rarest and most expensive modern-day variants. As seen by this week's new all-time high sale of $1,225 for a raw copy, Hellboy's stories continued with him in hell, which led to more great storylines like vanquishing Satan and taking over hell completely. However, this death stuck for quite a while, and he didn't return to the living until 2018's BPRD The Devil You Know Number 6. 
while this is very abbreviated rundown, doesn't do the Fantastic Fury story proper justice. It's one of the best Hellboy stories, and it is worth reading. Yeah, I am a big fan of the first two Hellboy movies. I think they're very, under, especially the second one, very underrated. Um, the third one, I wasn't you know too crazy about, but the second one with the, I think it was Hellboy and the Golden Army or something oh, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That one was badass. I don't, you know, and it didn't get quite, it didn't get quite the box office. Like if it were to come out now, I think it would do better than when it did, right? And I think it was, uh, was it, uh, what's his name? Um, the the Mexican director did it, or uh, oh, Guillermo del Toro. I believe it was Guillermo del Toro who did uh, uh, Hellboy 1 and 2. And Hellboy 2 is fantastic from the Golden Army to all the different kind of creatures. And even the fighting. They use some great like uh, sword martial arts for the uh, member of the twins, the guy and his sister, when they were yeah. fighting. I mean, go go watch that film yeah, again. Cool it movie. holds up with some of the you know Marvel and DC's best, to me, in my opinion. I, I love those Hellboy movies. The last one. Not so much, but, you know, I think they did a fantastic job with all the quirky characters and, you know, but I just think it was an not a good time for it. Like now, if it were to come out, I think it would blow up the way comic book properties have blown up, you know, and or it would find itself at somewhere, you know, Netflix, Amazon Prime or something. Bring back Hellboy. That's what I say. So mm-hmm. Hellboy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused, though. In this particular issue that we're showing here, he dies in this issue is what we're saying. Correct. Didn't they have previews back in 2011? Didn't people know in advance that he was going to be dying? They, based a lot on of times that? they don't tell you what major things like that in a story. Like, you know, you know, like now it's advertised like the death of Dr. Strange, you know, the right? death of Wolverine, you know, but you know, or, for or something you read that... the next preview and you, and, and they leave you some blurb about what happened in the pre- previous issue and you still get a heads up. Yeah. But I guess but, they didn't you know, do that. nobody ever. No, I feel like things were, things were a lot, more surprising there was more like catch you off guard moments back then before kind of the the publishers got this like formulaic style of putting out solicitations that seemed like expressly intended on riling up the speculation community exactly that's a great point i mean nowadays it's like uh, if you think about a bad idea is the perfect example right of of hey this is coming out or something like you know you know you know like uh people they they know the they're starting to get the the feeling of what the aftermarket is nowadays, right? Yep. You know, for or even they'll say, you know what, we'll sell more copies if we announce that a show has been optioned before issue one even drops, right? If you think about that, if you think about Noctera, a lot of people knew about that. Uh, the latest news is God Country has finally get, found itself a showrunner. Uh, if you remember, maybe two years ago. Uh, Donna Cates said, ah, shit, I done said it. <laughs> Shout out to Donna Cates oh, and everything man. you do for the community. Uh, do you remember Donna Cates tweeted out that I'm writing uh, the screenplay for yep. God Country, right? And But that was like, I don't know. Oh, my God, it feels like two years ago. And it caused a bump for the comic. And then people just kind of gave up for a while because tons of things get optioned and not everything gets greenlit. But now... In the year 2021, when something gets optioned, there's so many platforms that can show up on that, you, you know, from from theatrical release, from Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, uh, Apple TV. I mean, it goes on. It's so many different things. It's like, you know, uh, you know, everybody's got a show like I was watching the Emmys last year or whenever. And it. These shows I never even heard of were being nominated, and I was thinking to myself, "What even channel is this on? How do I even find it?" Then Peacock TV, which is free, by the way, if you didn't know that, is another streaming service. I mean, you add that to the list; it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Uh, everything that's going on, man. But um, 
Um, before we, uh, well, since we're halfway through there, uh, let's go and t- see what's happening with our sponsor. Are you tired of paying one percent or 10%? Join the 1% revolution. Tired of paying 10%, 15% or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does 1% sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards, sealed wax, and now slab comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. And on top of that, boys and girls, I was just talking to Ken over at MySlabs today. Uh, they are doing a holiday giveaway. I'll leave it in the live chat right there. All you have to do is uh, follow them and share that post, and you can win a ASM 300 9.0 for free. All you have to do is follow them. It's uh, the, I put it in the live chat there. It's actually uh, MySlabs. There's a few accounts. It's MySlabs underscore comics. But just click on that link, follow them, share it, and get a chance to win uh, ASM 300. What's wrong with that, right? Nothing, That's pretty nothing, damn good. Nothing's wrong. Awesome. Free. Awesome. It's free, boys and girls. So just for the holidays, so, so Mice Labs giving you uh, something back. All right, we go from Hellboy to this weird comic, which uh, maybe people have a chance to get on. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Next up, we've got Marvel Boy issue number one, the J.G. Jones Dynamic Forces variant, limited to only four thousand copies. Originally published in two thousand from Marvel Comics. There are numerous conversations around various Marvel type characters appearing in the MCU. Many wonder if we'll ever if we'll ever see Marvel, the original Captain Marvel. Now his clone daughter Philavel is also trending in a big way due to rumors of her appearing in the next Guardians film. However, with Marvel's tendency to weave together origins and characters, there's growing speculation that we may first see Marvel Boy, a.k.a. Noah Var. Now, Noah Var is a Kree warrior from an alternate universe. You ready for this one? Enhanced with cockroach DNA <laughs> and nanobiology. Sweet. Right, right? Now, he's been weaved through the Marvel... Now, he's been weaved through the comic uh, versions of Secret Invasion, Young Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy. With Marvel moving to a younger cast, the likelihood of seeing Noah Var first is relatively high. Now, the market seems interested in the character and has already been driving up prices of the first full appearance. Now, this particular Dynamic Forces variant is hitting big numbers like this week's new high of $336 for a raw sale. Now, that was in the UK, but still. Now, with an all-time high of $725 for a CGC 9.8. Man, that's big money. However, the standard edition is still moderately priced with an FMV of only $35. This book seems to be climbing with or without MCU confirmation, similar to the trends with Elsa Bloodstone and Adam the Blue Marvel. It's definitely a book we're watching. And it's over for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, as soon as I heard cockroach DNA, I had to find out who the writer was and good old Grant Morrison for you. Yeah, you what's go. up with the, the gimp girl on the cover there, too? That's uh, really sketchy. I was just looking at that at the bottom of the cover there. Reminds me of uh, Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Phil Avell has been talked about. I mean, they kind of Marvel kind of 
to kind of jump the shark or put the cart before the horse when they introduced uh, Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel and they did Marvel it was Annette Benning, right? We, we didn't get a proper, like, true Marvel story, right? And like from the comics, right? Like, you know, like if they would have introduced him first and did the death of Captain Marvel, like the graphic novel, all that, it would have been fantastic and weave that into it. But, you know, they had to deviate a little bit. So, you know, you know, hopefully one day they can bring... Um, Captain Marvel already has a name, but now they have Marvel. And if you ever think about Quasar also was also, was, wasn't he called Kid Marvel or some shit? I'm trying to think about that or something like that from the, the Hulk issue. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, before he was Quasar, he was called something else. It's like, it, put it this way. It's just everybody is specking on these kind of um, gal- cosmic characters, right? Because uh, when we see the Marvels, that's kind of what gave a tip off that we're going to see, you know, more uh, people in the realm of, you know, because we know it's going to be uh, Captain Marvel, both Captain Marvels, uh, and then Miss Marvel as well. And who knows who will show up in the Marvels because uh, it's been pretty tight-lipped on what they're doing. Marvel Boy um, is, yeah, that's who it was. I could have swore there was a Marvel Boy before, right? Before he became Quasar. Wasn't he Marvel Boy? I don't know. Yeah, he was called Marvel Boy before he became Quasar. And that was like um, uh, the early issue in Captain America. So he, he would debut as Marvel Boy and then he became Quasar. And then uh, then now there's a different Quasar. So <laughs> go figure. But, you know, as you can tell by when you watch like Disney Plus or Marvel shows, they, you know, they take a little bit of what they already built in. Because when they started the MCU, they, they had limited characters they could use. So they kind of had to work, work around it. But now that as they gained everything back, they're like, all right. We can kind of pull from the comics and then pull from the MCU and then, you know, we can weave our own stories. And now that they have the Netflix characters back too, uh, for those who saw Hawkeye. So it'd be interesting to see how that's introduced as well. So um, there you go. So Marvel Boy number one. But this is the J.D. Jones Dynamic Forces variant limited to 4,000. I just found my Dynamic Forces Battle Chasers number two Chromium. Uh, nice. So I'm excited about that, man. It's uh, I, I have uh, one through six of Battle Chasers in my long boxes. I finally found them. But uh, all right, here's a good chance for everybody to get on the board. You guys ready? Man, the, my favorite book of the night. It's New Teen Titans number one from DC Comics back in 1980. Teen Titans number one. This book introduced the Teen Titans that everyone lovingly recognizes and was DC Comics's most and unfortunately only successful comic during the height of its popularity. A CGC graded copy in 9.6 recently sold for $310 and a new high sale of all time $520 for a CGC 9.8. George Perez, legendary comic artist and co-creator of the new Teen Titans and literally the nicest guy in the industry has announced that he's battling terminal cancer. Unfortunately, Uh, his contributions to the comic world will experience a much deserved increase in attention. Mr. Perez came to DC for Marvel and together with former Marvel writer and editor, Marv Wolfman relaunched the teen Titans, taking the characters from disregarded sidekicks to young heroes, facing villains, teenage runaways, religious cults, drugs, and betrayal from within new teen Titans introduced Raven cyborg Deathstroke. It gave the doom patrol new life and transitioned Dick Grayson from Robin to Nightwing during its run. From a collector and a fan perspective, one cannot say enough about this book. And it all began here. New Teen Titans, number one. 
Prez's resume is rife with notable work, including post-crisis Wonder Woman and the legendary Marvel DC crossover, JLA Avengers. Yeah, there's been some like petitions for them to um, uh, the publishers to re-release uh, JLA and Avengers so that Perez can get you know some uh, some money from it. But here's one the one controversial thing. You know what? I, I was just gonna say that too, Gabe. Is that the X Men and the Teen Titans at the same time they were like you know I I think the X Men made Teen Titans. Uh, popular for what it was because they were kind of weird, kind of different, and they were young, similar to like uh, the New Mutants or the or or, or the X Men. Like if you think about the X Men, was like our generation of superheroes, and like our uh, father's generation of superheroes was like you know uh, the Justice League of America or the Avengers or you know those old type teams. But um, a lot of times the morbidity of collecting kicks in when somebody passes away, right? Uh, you know, when Stan Lee passed away, everything went shot through the roof. Um, George Perez said he has six months to live. I would say instead of buying, if you're going to buy back up old issues of George Perez, why don't you see if there's a signing that he's doing so you can give him some monies that he can leave him behind. You know what I mean? It's like, cause the aftermarket sales, George Perez doesn't get anything from it. So if you can, See, because I believe George Perez may be doing signing still. He's not doing art anymore since he's uh, he's blind in one eye, so he can no longer draw. But he's still doing signatures. So hopefully, CDC can do a signing for him. So where if you do buy these books, you could have him sign it, and that way he gets some money to leave for his family. Because you know, um, knowing you have a finite time to live is 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 kind of crazy, right? Uh, the doctors gave him six months to live, so. Um, uh, you know, there's a saying, give flowers to people while they're still alive, as opposed to after they've passed away. You know what I mean? And, you know, the outpouring of love that he's gotten ever since he's came out with this. So hopefully even through the hero initiative fund or something else, you know, that they can, you know, um, you know, help him out so that his family isn't left with, you know, medical bills or whatnot. So, you know, if you have some Titans books or any George Perez books, see if there's some signing, if the next Perez signing is doing, I would imagine it's a private signing, but do whatever you can to get some books signed and, and pay the man, whatever it takes. I will, I'm going to send him whatever I can and just uh, to help it out. You know what I mean? So uh new Titans, number one from 1980. It's good to see some, uh, Perez good. And that's just a classic cover too, man. Um, some of the Perez um, internal art is so detailed. It, it is amazing. The artwork that George Perez does. And he did some killer wraparound covers too. And of course, I don't know. Every collector should have justice league and the Avengers crossover, right? The, that, the, the book. Oh, and don't forget together. there's an X-Men yes. Titans crossover too. Yeah. Yeah. Almighty. Wow. Nice. Well, Wolfman and Perez, they'll go down as, uh, you know, Claremont and Byrne as some of the great uh, uh, teams in comics, man. All right. Uh, and uh, as always, this week, we always seem to find one of these weird Viz books on here. What is it this week? Uh, that's right. We've got Shonen Jump number one uh, sealed with card from Viz Media from 2003. And while not a typical comic, this magazine is filled with popular manga storylines. Shonen Jump was the primary source of material translated from Japan to the U.S. While it's digital only these days, this series has an extensive and popular print run. If you ever dug for comics uh, in stores that resell secondhand collectibles, then you've most likely come across these and probably left them. At the very least, look for this first issue. This week, a sealed copy sold for $450, which isn't even the highest sale. That goes to the $600 sale back in September of 2021. This first issue features uh, a two-sided 
cover like all Shonen Jumps and typically sells loose for as high as $100. Though, pay attention to my comic shop, which frequently throws them up for $4, in which they sell out immediately. So why the uh, premium for a sealed copy? Well, those sealed copies include a rare Blue Eyes White Dragon Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card, mm. which can sell for as high as $900 in a PSA Damn. There are multiple versions of this card, several included in foreign versions of this magazine as well, and it's time to pay closer attention to the stack of Shonen Jumps. As noted, this is a flip cover, so make sure you look out for the main cover. That is crazy. I mean, wow. every couple of weeks we get some crazy Viz Media comic that shows up on air. So it just, you know, read the tea leaves. You know, it's just anything anime related, anything video game related that Viz Media is doing. And this one I would have never known about, man. I mean, you know, because, you know, I thought you Gogi cards were, were you go. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. You, you, yeah, whatever, Yu-Gi-Oh. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but apparently there's still a big thing. You know, there's, you know, kids are still collecting them maybe i mean but i also think it's a it's a nostalgia collecting thing where the people who collected these cards when you know 2003 when they were kids we're, we're talking what uh, 18 years later right so now they're adults with uh, uh hopefully uh you know careers or jobs and they have more uh you know um income that they can go out and say and buy things out of nostalgia because in 2003 maybe what they were maybe what Eight nine years old collecting Yugogi you go you geo cards. I always think Yugogi man. I'm hungry. I'm thinking about Korean barbecue. I'm sorry, nice. uh, but you know. But I think it's I think it's now it's now more than ever is nostalgia buys. We see it all the times with comics like kids who grew up as '90s babies buying '90s comics. The hologram, the foil covers, all the all the collectibles in the '90s when you were kids are hot again because adults have disposable income. Hopefully. Um, you know, and you know, as you have a career and you know, our toys get more and more expensive. <laughs> our toys as adults are a lot more expensive than our toys when we were children. You know, I, yeah. you know what I mean? And Agreed. they know this. I mean, just look at the, some of the hot toys, uh, or the statues and you think, you know, man, those things are incredibly high priced, but Shonen jump number one sealed with blue eyes, white dragon, you go, you card. You still got it wrong. It's classic. You go. You select Yugogi. Okay. All right. Oh, Yugi. Oh, Yugi. All right. Yugi-O card collectors pissed off me than a yeah a karate gi. Yugi-O card. There you go. All right. Bulagi. Yeah, I'm hungry. Bukaki. Bukaki. That's not on the menu. That's not on the menu. That's not on the menu. Time out on Ryan. All right. Shonen Jump number one. What do we got next? All right, here we go. Next up, we've got This Magazine is Haunted, issue number 14, originally published in 1953 from Fawcett. Skull covers are always in demand when it comes to pre-code horror comics, and this book has that covered. This week, we had a flaming hot sale for a CGC 6.0 copy of this book with a new overall record. Of $3,360. This beats out the prior record of $716 for a 3.5 from April of this year and dwarfs the sale for the highest graded publicly sold copy from our records. This was a CGC 7.5, and that's the second highest copy on the census behind a single 8.0 that went for a mere. 425 in 2013. I wonder if that was a private sale. 
Now, the market for pre-code horror books has changed a lot since then, but this is still an incredible sale that will likely have more collectors searching out this often overlooked run of books. That this is such is a dope cover. Fire, man. Look at that. I, yeah, I it says Dr. on the cover, Death. I am Dr. Death. Enter my magazine and and see the horrors of the damn. That is so awesome, man. Just think at, look at the colors of this from 1953. I mean, you know, I mean, even nowadays you don't see these these type of colors, you know, because really people cool. will think, "Ah, it's it's kind of dated to me." I love it. I love the old like EC horror books and the and the bright colors that popped and, you know, Dare I say it's a possible first, you know, first inspiration for Ghost Rider and Flaming Skull. You never know. You and then Flaming Skulls have been around forever, right. but you know. So uh, this magazine is haunted. Number fourteen. I love the title too. Like this magazine is haunted. It's like if you buy it, you're gonna get cursed. Like you know, if you, like the ring. You watch that video, you're gonna die in three days. But uh, not this. Imagine video. some, you know, 1950s housewife looking under the bed and finding this in Jimmy's room. Oh my gosh! You know, seduction some, like, of the youth, right? Or is that seduction of the innocent? Whatever yeah. it was, uh, you know, where they were talking about how uh, comic books are corrupting the youth as long as, and some of that wacky weed as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So this is uh, all pre-code, and then you know, the people started finding out what their kids are reading. And kids are like, you know, Have you ever seen like Martha? Yeah, you ever seen those movies where kids are like, you know, go to time time to go to bed, little Jimmy, and but he's like, his covers over, he's got his flashlight, he's reading these horror comics, you know, he's like, you know, that's awesome, man. All right, so we go from this magazine is hot until something a little bit newer. Totally awesome Hulk number fifteen. This is a same variant from one in twenty five ratio from two thousand seventeen, and uh, with Marvel's focus on Asian based superheroes, most collectors rush to buy War of the Realms: The Agents of Atlas, which features several new first appearances. However, most of this team first formed in this totally awesome Hulk issue. Agent Jaco, Jimmy Wu, Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi, and oh, I'm sorry, Shang-Chi and Silk meet up during a charity event to raise awareness for Asian American bone marrow donation and end up hanging out and, of course, fight some bad guys. After working together, they formed a new team called the Protectors. Jimmy Wu eventually enlists them to join the Agents of Atlas. Randall Park's portrayal of Jimmy Wu is already a fan favorite character and we want to see more of so the question is what do we see first will we see the protectors or agents of atlas we're that still leading awesome. towards the protectors i think yeah but so we yeah, shall it's see. almost like a precursor to like the new uh yeah. the agents of atlas right when you get then and they just kind of formed this team like a one-time thing they were called the protectors but uh i mean we already saw jimmy Wu dropping bars why yeah, not i was saying I mean, did a little you know, foreshadowing Everything he's in in Marvel is is awesome. He's hilarious. I mean, you know, like you just expect him to do magic tricks whenever he sees him. Ever since like Ant Man two, right? When he when he show even when he shows up in um when he shows up in WandaVision, right? The when he yeah. remembered them when he does the business card because he, he he Scott Lang showed him how to do that. You know, so give us more Jimmy Woo. Let him woo us some more. It would be awesome yes. for him to form it because uh that you know because you know he's got quite the history in the marvel universe he's been around for a long time it's not just the modern books it goes all the way back to the original agents of atlas which uh which was like in the i think in the 60s i'm trying to remember the eight the original agents of atlas has been around for a while but then this new iteration is obviously in uh, the younger team of that um is most all asians and they handle like uh 
if you watch, if you read the Agents, New Agents of Atlas, it was like, you know, things that took place in Asia with the pan-Asian uh, flair to it. They were fighting off things. But, you know, maybe you know, they call the protectors. I mean, the, the dragon in Shang-Chi was called the Great Protector. So, yeah. hey, you never know. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Uh-oh. Seen Shang-Chi, oh, come by on, the way. man. Bastard. You know, I kicked that, him out of here. Get out of here. I, I know. Kick me out. But I, I if you haven't seen... The 4K release on Disney Plus of Shang-Chi, go see it. It is super dope to see in 4K, man. Uh, totally dope. That the I still love the, the dragon at the end. That's so badass, man. When they went full on kaiju with the uh, yeah, it was sweet. giant soul sucker. Oh, man. All right. Last one on the list, boys and girls, but don't go away because I'm going to see what's shaking today for at least 10 more minutes before I go see Spider-Man. What do we got last? This one's been red hot this week, and we're talking about Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number five from Marvel in 2011. And this was an interesting trend to see over the past seven days. This issue features the origin of Miles Morales' classic black and red costume. It also introduces Miles and Nick Fury for the first time. In this story, Miles ends up helping Fury defeat Electro and eventually sends him this iconic costume at the end of the issue where we see him suited up for the very first time. It's interesting as this issue marks the first time when Miles truly became his own unique version of Spider-Man. It even ends with the line, you're officially Spider-Man. Raw copies hit as high as $182.50 raw for a near mint plus copy. The current fair market value is $136. While this seems out of the blue, it makes sense and could have some significant increases down the road. I've seen yeah. a lot of push for this one on Instagram. There's some few uh, pages that really push this as the real like first Miles as Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there's some speculation that you know he won't be called Spider-Man for whatever reason, but you know, I, you know, because just like. Spider Woman will be Spider Woman, you know. Spider Gwen eventually be kind of, you know, what was she called? Spider Ghost or what is she called? Ghost Spider now? Yeah, Ghost Spider. I still like Spider Gwen better. So, uh, can't wait to see it. But I mean, it's, I mean, truly uh, the next 12 months is going to be the year of Spider Man between uh, Spider Man tonight, far from uh, No Way Home to into across the Spider Verse. It's really ramping up, and so look for all these issues. I would say in this Ultimate run, there are some great first issues with Ultimate Green Goblin. Uh, first time, you know, there's some great, great storytelling. Uh, I remember in in this, in two, even before 2011, I would say in the early 2000s, when the Ultimate line first came out, Ultimate X-Men um, was a hot book. It was, like, super, super hot. It was, like, the highest, because basically it was, like, all right, let's retell the entire story of the X-Men, but let's modernize it, right? Even, like, uh, they took, like, the Avengers and they just called them the Ultimates, but they made them more grounded. And basically the MCU was is, is kind of loosely based on the more grounded version, obviously from the African-American Nick Fury uh, to some of the other iterations. I would have loved to seen the ultimate versions of Hawkeye in the movie. He's more like um, Ronan than you would see. Ultimate version of Hawkeye can make anything a weapon, similar to Bullseye. Another, he could pull out a paper clip and kill you with it. Like remember that in Bullseye and yeah. in the Daredevil movie where he just killed a guy with a paper clip. Yeah. Ultimate Hawkeye was like he can turn anything into a weapon because that's how good his marksmanship was. Uh, so uh, good to see, we'll see that man. I think this whole Ultimate Comics, uh, Ultimate Comics run, especially Ultimate Spider Man, Miles Morales, all that with the you know, it's only a matter of time before live action. Um, hopefully, we'll see something 
in um alluding to it in the uh spider-man um no way home in 40 minutes from now for me <laughs> uh but uh while you guys are sitting there um you know let me see and show what's shaking today boys and girls because you know the list changes on a daily basis so uh, let's go and see what's shaking today boys and girls as i seemingly transition from one place to another look at that boom it used to take me a few minutes to figure this out but all right Go on to cover price, $6.99 a month. You get the cover price top 10. As you see, Spider-Man dominated the list. Uh, Spider-Man India, Battle Chasers. I won my, my McRib bet with him. These are the amount of units sold. Look at that, Batman 89, 32 units sold. Awesome, Batman. I'm digging this, uh, this uh, Dark Knight Steel book, That's by the cool, way, too. cool, yeah. Yeah. Is that like um, swords and sorcery kind of stuff? Yeah, it's like uh, oh, it, it's like uh, uh, the dark Batman told in the uh, in medieval Batman kind of meets deal? King Arthur kind of Excalibur oh, type thing. Wow, yeah. okay, you, you cool. got to read it. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool. All right, let's see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Look at that. We are first <clears throat> off the bat. We already have nice. like a crazy horror book. Look at that. Love it. This Whoa. is Black Cat Mystery number fifty from Harvey Comics. That is a gnarly. gnarly. We're just talking about the colors. This came out in nineteen fifty four. Look how awesome that is! Shocking horror radiates from white meat, white heat. Twelve thousand five hundred five point oh. Ooh, doggy! Wow. Agonized that I'd never seen this before in person, but uh, mm. there you go. Horror books are making a comeback. Dude, who's the artist of that cover? That's fantastic. No, somebody will look it up on the live chat. Um, back in the day, they never really signed their name on there, but we know from our last week's list that Frank Rosetta did a, or some early um, EC horror books. Um, yeah, I've been bullish on this book. I even though I do own one, Astonishing Tales number twenty-five. This is the first appearance of Deathlock. Thirty-eight fifty for a nine point eight. Holy cow! Wow, that's not even the highest one. September first, six thousand seven hundred. Yep, Deathlock is coming. That's all I got to say. But well, that's the pen. Was that the no? That is the regular one. I thought it was the pen variant. Wow. No, that's the regular one. Is there a pen variant? Yeah, down here is seven pence variant. Uh, Fifty-one bucks for fair market value. There's a lot of those uh, foreign comics. Um, let's look at this. Look that's at this Bond three hundred three. That's gnarly. That is dope. Yeah, that's cool. Almost looks like the the invincible cover that uh, from whatnot there, Jack. Right, the 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 whatnot yeah, invincible giveaway. It's, yeah, it definitely like has stand- a little, it has a little bit of that flow for sure. Because he's standing it. off to the side, he's not perfectly centered. Um, yeah, but this is a Singapore Comic Con version from uh, from uh, two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty five hundred for nine point eight, boys and girls. Do we see the comment from Bonafide that that was the first Perez art on that Deathlock book? Um, is that correct? Can someone possibly, possibly? Yeah, because it is. It, I mean, it's from. Let me see. Let me see. It, it's from. What year? Is comic it? book countdown comes through with Leah Elias as the cover yeah. of that Black Cat. Great job. Yeah, Black Cat. This is a famous Batman cover that I always liked. Todd McFarlane did the cover on this one. I got Jim Starlin was writing uh, Batman. There you go. 2500 for 9.8. There's also a, a second print of this, uh, by the way. They have it down here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the second print, if you notice, it does. It has the uh, DC logo at the bottom, where it says DC Comics aren't just for kids. Uh, the regular cover has just the uh, the bat in the um, mm. in the logo there, if you if you see that there. So, there, just know that there is a... And look how McFarlane signed his name in the little bat thing down here. That's dope. 
I mean, this is, you know, McFarland loves to draw capes, but this is even a little too crazy for Batman. <laughs> that's, that's like cape for days, man. Uh, of course, Spider-Man books are dominating the list. I mean, you know, you got, you know, Electro, Rhino, I mean, Black Suit Spider-Man, uh, some, uh, look at this, all over the place, man. Let's look at this, Mar Fantastic Four number two. Nobody ever talks about number two. First appearance of the Scrolls, 1980. $1,980 for a 1 1.8. Wow. 1.8. 65 wow. grand is the high sale, which was back in 2013. Of course, we all know Secret Invasion is coming. The Scrolls have already you know, made their appearance in the MCU, but uh, Secret Invasion is coming to Disney+, Plus, which is supposed to be a big thing. Uh, recently, I think the Russos just said uh, how they said, like, Secret Invasion, they just said that there's going to be a huge, huge cast in it. Mobius getting some love. That last trailer was absolutely fantastic. Amazing Spider-Man 101, the regular edition. Oh, Spider-Man getting bitch slapped there by Mobius. <laughs> 1800 for an 8.0. That seems value to me. A 9.8 for 23 grand, though, sounds about right. But you know what? 1800 for an 8.0? I would totally get that. I should have kept mine. I had a 9.0. I should have kept mm. it, but I, I traded it off. Damn it. Uh, first appearance of Kingpin, right? Oh, weird mysteries. Look at that. Sorry. First appearance of Kingpin. People are buying it up. I don't know why. That He's already been fire. popular. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to see? Weird mysteries. Weird mysteries. Oh, brains by Stanley Morse Comics. Morse. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Imagine your Gnarly. 1950s housewife coming and seeing your kids. <laughs> uh, we got to take them in for help. Oh my goodness. That's we got, we got to take them to talk to the pastor because this is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Comics that have this is a key comic. Uh, it says here, comics that have a key character appearances, a low print run, or have been proven always to be in demand. And uh, 1500 for a raw comic. Highest known value, 4600 in a 3.0. It's just, it's just scarce. scarce. You, just, you just can't find them. You just can't find them at all. Uh, look at this, Marvel Comics. Mm. That's dope. Really early. Issue number 34. The There's a lot yeah. going on on there. A little bondage. <laughs> Is that the human torch or is that Tori? Oh, no, that and the human torch, death to finally. This is like the human torch, android human torch. Um, yeah, this is Marvel Comics way early, 1942, man. Um, the Fighting Yank. Cobras. Cobras and some, some suspicious hooded figures. Land guys, man. <laughs> With green circles on their chest. Yeah. Uh, that is a uh, $1,500 for a 3.0, man. It just, it just goes to show you. It's got to see, like, I remember there was a time where golden age books didn't really fit top dollar unless they were keys. But now it's like people are finding like, you know what? These are really collectible pieces of art as they should be. Right. Um, speaking of collectible pieces of art, boom, Super surfer number one, man. Damn. The nine, origin. six. Okay. We got to. And it's just his origin. I mean, it's not his first appearance, obviously. Yeah. That's a fantastic. Highest known value is a 9.8 is 36 grand. I would say they really redid this story when uh, John Byrne did his one shot of Sewer Surfer. And it kind of told the story of, for the longest time, um, Sewer Surfer was stuck on Earth. And I think in that one shot that John Byrne did, he finally released and he could fly out into space. Because if you, if you, if the original. Uh, Silver Surfer trilogy when Fantastic Four, Doctor or Galactus kind of banished him to Earth and he couldn't leave Earth. He was Earthbound for like the longest time, and then he finally was able to leave Earth uh, and uh, and then you know be sent in all the spaceways. Hey, Ryan, you remember this? 
Yeah, yeah. That's I pulled uh, Ryan a, a nine point eight at a uh, on a mystery box. Was on awesome. This. That was awesome. Yeah. So nice. if you don't know about these, these are the Chromium uh, collectors editions that came out in uh, nineteen ninety eight. A raw dog sold for twelve hundred dollars. Wow. Nine point nine in five grand, and nine point nine is capable of getting it because of the chromium but i'm going to show you some of the other chrome the chromium ones that they have as well this one as well is pretty dope that's cool. mm. yeah, yeah this is obviously the uh the todd mcfarland cover um this one's twelve hundred dollars for 9.82 so anytime you see these marvel collectibles um snatch them up they are uh you don't see them come up for sale so last, I'll, I'll go to that uh batman adventures real quick i just sold a 9.6 like on tuesday did you sell it for fifteen hundred dollars? No, I sold it for thirteen fifty. <laughs> oh, you're right there. Somebody got you're a right deal there. then. Yeah. Was it on eBay deal. that you sold it? No, I sold it on Instagram. There you go. Wow, yeah, someone got a dealio. They're already ahead of the game, man. I like Somebody to price my books to, to sell. You know what I mean? That's, That's right. That's how we open the show, right? Price to sell. Yeah, right. Price to sell. Price your Ooh, books to Donald sell. Donald Flash Gordon. Yeah, I'm telling you, don't sleep on these these Disney books, man. Uh, this is from Dell Comics, four color issue number one hundred eight, eight point five for eleven hundred. Man, I don't even think this is the first appearance of Donald Duck, to be honest with you. But this is uh, one of the earlier appearances. Um, first appearance of Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, any of those characters, all hot books if you can find them. Um, it's funny is I went to the Walt Disney uh, Museum in San Francisco. It's at the old Presidio. Uh, you know the Presidio, right? Um, JB. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, the Presidio. So they they kind of it's no longer an army base, uh, but there you'll see a Walt Disney Museum, uh, and inside there they had some of the early Walt Disney comic books uh, that based off Disney, and it's pretty cool if you're a Disney fan, just to you know like a fan of like Disneyland and how it came about and everything and build it. It's pretty cool if if you're a fan of Disney to peep it out. You make the pilgrimage to the Presidio up in San Francisco. Ultimate Comic Spider-Man is Sarah Pacelli, one in fifteen. Everybody knows this cover, right? Eight thirty-two for raw. Wow! Ooh. Whoa! I was not expecting raw. Twenty-six hundred. Damn it! Do I have this one? No, I have this one. Yeah, because these are all the variants for it. I should. I know I have this one. What is this one worth? Unbagged. Yeah, three fifty-five for nine six. I'm not mad at that. Two grand for nine point eight. Oof. Because remember that before this, he was in the Ultimate Fallout. It wasn't in um, his own. This is his first ongoing Ultimate Spider-Man. So there you go. Look me on the lookout for that first appearance of the Watcher. Uh, Got to go oh, with the. Dude, that's that's cool. looking. Showcase adventures on other worlds, featuring the planet and the pendulum. Ooh, is that, it. it's uh, is that Adam Strange? Is that Adam Strange? Oh, no, no, look, go back to the picture. That is a huge bladed pendulum coming out the bottom of that spaceship <laughs> yeah it looks like adam strange That's right awesome. it is you're right good job ryan first appearance of adam strange 750 for 3.0 highest known value twenty six thousand. wow um wow. yeah they kind of made him kind of he was in the krypton series right if i remember correctly yep. yes yep. yeah I, I think they didn't utilize him correctly on the krypton series they could they could have done better man but uh whoa don't see this too often is this a reprint? Yeah, this is reprint. a reprint. I was going to say. Edition, yeah. yeah, Batman issue number one, the Masterpiece Edition from 2000. First appearance of the Joker in count. $7.99 and 9.4. Get a Batman number wow. one. There you go. Boom. Yeah, got damn. it. Boom. <laughs> yeah, right. 
so it, basically it's a reprint of uh, Batman number one, but uh, there are certain reprints that have some value to it. Uh, immediately off the top of my head, like I think of uh, Journey into Mystery. Uh, remember the golden reprints? Um, I think those are starting to get more play now. Um, you know, obviously the first appearance of Thor. It's um, uh, X-Men 96. Is that first Moira? Is that McTaggart? First Moira yep. McTaggart? Correct. First appearance of Moira, Moira McTaggart. 700 for a nice. This book has been hot for a minute now, man. Um, I forgot what the speculation was, but 1395. It was ever since house. Was it house of X powers of 10? Yeah. The house of X is when it really started. Cause she was like one of the main focal parts of the beginning of the story. Wasn't she? That's uh, yep. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, star Wars on here. Yeah. What's that star Wars? Look at this. Star Wars. Is this Yelena? blowing up here. Is this the Yelena cover? This is. That's Yelena. Yeah. Black Widow number one. Uh, J.G. Jones Yelena cover. $500, five hundred dollars, five fifty, and a nine point eight. She was awesome. Can we talk Hawkeye she spoilers? Was, she was awesome been, in Hawkeye. Guys. Been enough time? She was freaking I mean, it, awesome. I mean, it was really Wednesday. I mean, Tuesday through Wednesday. But I mean, yeah, anyway, I haven't she was awesome. started it yet. You haven't started You're it yet. Killing me, bro. What, what do you do with your time? Killing me. Uh, I'm watching some other shows. You suck. Anyway, There's a lot of TV suck. on, you know. More. I'm not a conformist. All you conformists watching it when it comes on. What the hell's wrong with you? I have nothing else wrong. I watch sports or I watch stuff on streaming. I don't watch network TV. Uh, Ultimate Comics. Right to the front of the line. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Pacelli again in 1 in 30. You rarely see 1 in 30s nowadays. You know that? 1 in 30? That sounds odd. Yeah. Normally it's like 1 in 10, 1 in 25, but 2011, 1 in 30, that's pretty rare. 575 and a 9.4. 3,100. Wow. Look for these Ultimate Spider-Man. I got a whole, I have a whole run of them. I got to go and look and see. This one's gnarly too. This is pretty cool. Perfect for, uh, Halloween comic covers. Look at that. I like that a lot. I like that This is by Takashi Okazaki. Wow. Five fifty for nine point six. Damn. Oh, that's cool. This one. This one is dope too. Yeah. Very uh very uh I dig the uh, old feel to it. Look at this one. That's gnarly too. No Chirillo. Look at this one. Is this going in the dark? <laughs> oh, if that's going in the dark, I'm getting it. Uh it better yeah, be. That's a black light. That looks like a black light cover. That they need cool. to make more black light variants. They used to do them before. Everybody is Batman. Everybody has that. Hmm. I haven't seen this book in a while. This Howard the Duck book. Oh, we were just talking about this there the other is. day. Remember 2000? No, right. This is the Toy Biz variant. This is the uh, the the comic that uh, is the second print. Look at that. I mean, because we Spider Man 2099 number one was on our top ten list, but we were talking about the the white variant. This is the Toy Biz second print variant. Four thirty five for a nine point four uh, highest known value twenty five hundred dollars. Oh and I was just talk, I was just talking to some toy people this weekend at C2E2. Um, the action figure accompanies that is is going now sky high because all of us comic people keep buying the action figure and ripping the comic out. So, <laughs> yeah. so very few now exist intact in totality. I have one. But I think that's the way to keep it. Yeah, I have one. The, the let me see if I did. But didn't our didn't Otto just buy one too? What did Otto get, Ryan? Um, he bought the Thor one. The yeah. Better Ray Bill. I bought the Avengers or uh, Fantastic Four number one. Hot I got damn. that one. I got this one in nine point eight. Uh, signed by uh, Jim Chung. 
Now it's at uh, 28.25. Nice. I also have this one. I have this one. I don't have this one. Ryan has the 9.5. That's the only one that's worth more. 3,500 on July 27th. Oof, hot damn. All right. Well, uh, with that, boys and girls, I got to get out of here. I got to go yeah. watch me some Spider-Man. Yeah, right. So, uh, Let's look yeah. at that danger. Oh, okay. Hey, danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger. danger. Um, no, I was well, just looking for get your hold on. get your cover price uh, subscription, and you can look at the danger book right. yourself for the price of a McRib. I mean, yeah. I, I get lost in in that app. I mean, I, I will spend hours going it's, through those. You books really could. It's got some this is what I wanted to show, like, man. Uh, this is uh, one of the one. It's a uh, Defenders. It's not a key comic though. It's def- it's a random issue. It's Defenders number eight of all things, but it has two of my favorite characters, and uh, I bought it. Um, this is uh, Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer, and the comic is still inside. Um, so you know, I was like, you do know they what? both appear in that issue? Yeah, this is back when uh, Sur- Silver Surfer, Namor, Hulk, and Doctor Strange, the most powerful superhero team ever. Fight me! I'll fight you on it. I'll fight you on it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, uh, that was the Shakers list. Uh, that was fun. Uh, any last words, Jack? No, man, just appreciate you guys having me. Excited to be back, and uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new list. That's right. JB, any last words? Yeah, you know, shout out to everyone who joined us tonight in the live, man. Another fantastic live crowd. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you haven't already, make sure you we'll hit that thumbs out. up. Right. And uh, Ryan's, Ryan's, Ryan's last words are going to be showing something off. That's the one I've oh. got. This is uh, this is a reprint of uh, issue one twenty one in Dope. in box. Yeah, so that's the one I've got. That's all right. Starting fun. bid is one dollar. That's <laughs> uh, impromptu lords auction. There we go. Let me. I'll find some more. Actually, uh, hmm. I was just showing. This is the only one I have. But yeah, start looking for the ones that have uh, key issues in them, like you know, first. And I bought a yeah. Fantastic Four one with the troll guy on it. And I cracked that one and actually sent it in. It came back a nine eight, so that's cool. Ooh. You know yeah. what else I collect is uh, the Marvel um, comics with the forty five records in them. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Power records, but, power records. Exactly, but there's not many key appearances on them. One of them is the first appearance of Baron uh, uh, Baron Zemo, uh, uh, Cap two seventeen or something like that. Uh, I'll go on one of these days on Instagram. I'll, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna play the record, and uh, maybe I'll do it on YouTube because if because I actually have the you know, I actually want to find the comics that actually because a lot of times you, the comic is fine and the record just shot the shit. You can't play it; it's warped. But I'll play it, and it's like old timey radio voice, and they basically mm-hmm. tell the story of the comic along with it. Maybe I'll do and then it, it as beeps a, when you t- to turn the page. It goes beep. Yeah, so uh, I know there was another YouTuber, I think it was Comic Crypto Castle Hills, or somebody else who had did it before, where they basically played the record and they went through and spread through. It's pretty fun. It's it's like this. It's like if you ever seen like uh, an old newsreels, like kids sitting around the radio listening. You know what I mean? It's like Flash Gordon, and that was like you know, gather around the radio, boys and girls. We're gonna watch a show. All right. Uh, hey, thank you guys all for joining us. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back maybe uh, not this Sunday. I'll be out of town. I'll be uh, be up in uh, Seattle meeting with Mikey Sutton as well as some other people about uh, some cool stuff and uh, off to see Spider-Man in 20 minutes. I got to go get my popcorn, folks. So till next time, boys and girls, for Jack, Darkside Jedi, and JB, this is Tebow saying keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out, boys and girls. Now let's do 
do this. Rewind, select, and come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord is Fight injustice to right that which is wrong and to serve all mankind.